What's up, guys? Welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. Today, we're going to be answering the question, how much should you pay yourself? Hey, Jared. Um, so we had an interesting week. We got to go to the Rising Tide. Yep. And yep. Do a little video. Rising Tide in Rhode Island. Yeah, in Rhode Island. There's a bunch of them out there. If you don't know about Rising Tide, if you're, especially if you're new, not to say you're a loser. Yeah, you're a loser. <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, but if you're, especially if you're kind of new and starting out, um, it's one of the more, I think, supportive groups that you can get involved in for people in the wedding industry. Yeah. But we got to talk to them about why video marketing is important. Um, we do a lot of commercial work as well as weddings. Yep. Um, so that was fun, right? Yeah, it was fun. Um, you know, I think. Teaching is something that, um, I mean, it's probably one of the reasons why we started the podcast. It's important to us, um, really seeing creatives. Um, the next generation. Well, like, it's unfortunate because I think creatives, like, a lot of them get bogged down by business stuff, and it should be something that's really setting you free, not bogging you down. And yeah, allowing I mean, that's you why you're an entrepreneur, things, so, right? Yeah. It's, so you can actually have some freedom. Yeah, and just meeting the people on ground level. You know, mm-hmm. it was, totally. It was definitely fun. And Rising Tide is just a good bunch of people. Yeah, we support so. them. So, speaking of being an entrepreneur, um, today we're going to be talking about a topic that I think so many people really, really need to hear. Um, maybe they don't know it. And then I think a lot of other people are like desperate to hear, which is how should I know how much to pay myself for my business? Yeah, and uh, there's no like right answer. I mean, it's kind of like a weird algorithm. Well, especially with wedding creatives, I think yeah. we don't have a very good template set for us. A lot of other industries, you can go like, how much does a similar role make? Mm-hmm. And it's like in our industry, like the range is so so broadly. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I want to encourage you if you haven't liked any of our videos or subscribed on YouTube, go ahead and hit that button. We want to build community. Um, we have. Our podcast is going up on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for those who are listening, by the way. Hopefully you're enjoying it. And as Spotify as well. So we encourage you guys to subscribe and, and follow us. And also comment. If, you're, if you haven't seen our YouTube channel, we got a lot more going on than just uh, the podcast episodes. We got helpful tips and um, just a lot of other stuff. Let us know what you want to see. And in addition to that, we also are starting a new Facebook group. And it's... Um, you know, hopefully it's going to be a place where we can have conversations about the podcast, have conversations about what about your business, what you're doing, and even creative stuff, what inspires you, gear, whatever, right? So um, the links are, if you're looking, how do I find all this crap? If you go to our um, YouTube channel, and uh, a lot of the links are in the description, and you can find uh, what you need, as well as you're welcome to just reach out to us on YouTube and say, hey, how do I find this stuff? So um, with that being said, let's get right into the topic today so man how should you know how much you should pay yourself what is so i think we we broke it down into like because we don't always do this level of prep we're kind of if you haven't noticed Mm -hmm. a little fly by the seat of our pants (laughs) (laughs) too many Um, things going on man it's 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 crazy but we were like we should do this one uh it's do justice and kind of break down a little bit how kind of we think we kind of do it, and also how I think this is how I believe everyone should do it, mm-hmm. to be honest. I think everyone should be looking, and we have three main questions to ask yourself, and those questions are, am I profitable? How much would it cost to replace me? And how much do I need to make to live the lifestyle I want to? Well, that's four. I 
this is three fingers. <laughs> How much do I need to make to live the lifestyle I want to live? And I think those are the three questions. That third question, by the way, we put it third. Why do, why do we put that one third? Like that, that, the, how much do I need to make to live the lifestyle I want to live? I think is you got to figure out the other things first, right? Yeah. First things first. And, yes, and I, and that, I also I think the question, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing is like, I mean, that's to me, like when I hear, like, I'll see all these people bragging about like coaches, right? Oh, we, we were going to get you to six figures. Mm -hmm. And it's like. Six figures is great. But if you're paying out six figures to employees, uh, then it's not so great. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like thinking about how much you want to make to live off of really means thinking about your earnings like a salary and mm -hmm. not just like how much do I want my company to make. So it's great. If your company is bringing in six figures of gross income, it doesn't mean that you should be netting six figures. I mean, you ex you. It's literally, if you made $100,000 and you took home $100,000, you're not a good business person. Mm -hmm. You're not factoring it. I mean, you're definitely not paying taxes. I mean, you're a criminal too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we want to talk a little bit about how should we really be figuring out that, because that final, you know what, the lifestyle I want to live, I want a Lamborghini. I want to go on. Do you really though? Sure. Yeah. If, why not? <laughs> I want that rich guy money. You know what? I I don't have that lifestyle. Yeah, it's like you don't just set these arbitrary goals of how much do I want to make. It's based on other stuff. Like, realistically speaking, you know, if I was dreaming, I'd be like, I want to drive an Audi, right? Okay, maybe that's approachable. Maybe that's reasonable. Maybe I could do that now. I don't know, but it's like, you know, it's not just some dream lifestyle where I'm like, I want to work for 20 days a year and then travel the other 200 days. If that's the dream you want and your business is built on that fantasy, you're probably not going to be doing so hot financially. You can probably sustain that for a little bit. So anyway, let's get right into it. So the first question that we thought you should ask when you're trying to figure out how much you should pay yourself is, am I profitable? Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. And this is, I mean, this is kind of new territory for us. Oh, yeah. You know, we we read a book uh, in the off season this year called Profit First, um, and we can we can drop a link to that in the YouTube channel as well. Um, but it, I, I think it changed the way that you and I both looked at our business, and like we were like, well, you know, we come to the end of the year and we essentially realize that we. How do you say that guy's name, by the way? I for, I forget the author either. What's well, Mike Macklewitz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Macklewitz. He makes fun of it in in his book. Hard to say. Anyway, his, his good book. Yeah. Check it out. He has a website, he has a whole program, but the idea I think is, you know, become learning how to become profitable so that you can um, have more business freedom and be able to do the, um, the things that you want, you know, well, and also like and, thinking know. about your profit yep. first, because we were just flatlined at the end of the year, like a lot of businesses I don't think want to be profitable at the end of the year. And a lot of CPAs will tell you, oh yeah, you want to take a loss every single year. Um, but is that a real long-term sustainable system so so let's add let's just define profits sure um because profit is not just i don't know i i assume people have the same definition but I, it's not good to assume so profit is a financial gain especially the difference between the amount earned and the amount spent in buying operating or producing something so what does that mean in layman's term it means the money left over after you do everything it takes to run your business um and i would say including paying yourself yep that's what your profit is. And so 
if you are consistently profitable with your business, even if you zero it out, even if you do a bunch of funny money math at the end of the year where you're like, oh, I got 20 grand left over. I'm going to spend it so I don't have it. Yep. <clears throat> like you're profitable. Yep. Right. And, and, and that's one of the number one ways you should be looking at to determine how much to pay yourself because it tells you how healthy your business is. It means that you're set up in a way to succeed. If I was like, oh, I'm doing a video company and it's team-based and every single time I hired a $1,500 videographer, I might have a great product and I might make a bunch of gross income and people might love it. But at the end of the year, I might be making $0. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. They don't do that math correctly. So here's how you determine your profit. And, and I'm saying this not because you're an idiot. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I know how to do this. Great. Awesome. Join the conversation. Help us educate people. But um, I, I'm saying this because no one ever told me. Yeah. I think we struggled with it, especially when we first started. And we still struggle with certain aspects of it. We're mastering it now. And it's very, very hard. It's you complicated. Have to, you have to yeah. be very disciplined. And but But it's not hard to get a basic grasp on it. Yep. And so it really comes down to what are my real costs? What are the things that it, that I spend my money on? Um, usually things that you spend your money on that you're either planning to, that you know you're going to do, or just things that happen on a regular basis and in increments that are like monthly or yearly or quarterly or whatever. And so I kind of broke it down, and we'll, we'll put some of, these, some of this in the uh, YouTube description if you're kind of tracking with us and you want to see it in writing. But what is my real cost? And this is specific. Some of these are a little redundant. They're specific to a, a wedding industry. And, and I think the first cost that you should be factoring in is your marketing, right? Okay, yeah. You should be factoring in your marketing cost, and you should be spending money on marketing. That's my opinion. Yeah. I know that's not everyone's opinion, but... In some way, shape, or form, I mean, marketing yeah. to you can be wedding wire the knot, or marketing to you can be, hey, you know what? I'm going to give this wedding planner a $100 gift card to a steakhouse. Like, that's marketing to me, too. Sure. So I'm going to buy, uh, like, MailChimp. Yep. pro subscription or yep 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 or maybe you're like a big timer and you're going to go to engage <laughs> one day one day yeah. but but like my point is like that's marketing yep. and you need to factor that in that needs to be part of how you do stuff the second thing we have is equipment so here's how equipment needs to be broken down in your business you need to have current plan purchases like for the upcoming year oh i need five more cards i need 10 more batteries i need this lens because this one last year Whatever it is, you should be planning this stuff. You shouldn't just be like on the fly going, I got 10 grand in the bank. <laughs> I, I think it, it's funny about equipment too, because I, I think that this is kind of where the equipment lust kind of comes from too, because it, it's like, well, I have this money sitting around. I have to get it, rid of it by the end of the year. What is the thing that I should, you know, burn it on? You know, and that's that's kind of something that fuels that, you know. Even, jo even making discussion. those decisions at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever your fiscal year is, do it at the end of your, you know, do it before the, the, the calendar year ends. I, I mean, I don't see why you'd be making a, a, per, a decision like that in May or June or July. Yeah. yeah. Like you should be buying things that you plan on or, you know, there are other reasons. But current plan purchases. And the second thing I would say is budgeted emergency purchases. Got to have a budget and some margin. Yep. That Dave you, Ramsey emergency fund. Yes. You got to have margin in your fund to deal with 
a bunch of things breaking. Mm-hmm. And you can look at a couple of different factors to determine that. You can go look at how much you spent last year on emergencies. That's a great simple way to do it. What did I buy that I wasn't planning on buying that I bought because of an emergency? Not yeah. what did I plan that I wasn't planning on buying that I bought because I had an impulse just and I wanted to make this choice and and I just was panicking because I didn't want to be left out of the only one who didn't buy this new camera. Right. And then the final thing is future purchases. What do I mean by that? So let me tell you a little bit. When you're determining cost, I'm also thinking about money set aside for things that I know I'm going to need to buy in a certain period of time. So like we try to replace our camera bodies every three years, roundabout. Yep. And so you can either just get hit with this in expense, like every three years I'm going to have to spend 10 grand on camera bodies. and Or you can, over that three-year period, be moving, trying to plan for that purchase. But I think all three of those, current plan purchases, budgeted emergency purchases, and future purchases. Yeah. All those should be um, factored in. I think this, the third category to determine your real cost is those miscellaneous expenses, those costs of uh, doing business kind of things, your your rent, your... Internet. Internet yep. cost, like Adobe memberships. I yep. don't know, just stuff like that. Um, you probably have some savings there, by the way, because there's probably a bunch of subscriptions and crap that you bought at one point that you no longer need. So definitely be looking. That's probably in terms of categories that you can shave on. I would encourage you to check out your miscellaneous expenses and things like that. Um, Cost of goods sold. That's a big one. A lot of people don't look at. How much does it cost to ship your product? How much does it cost to buy your book? How much does it cost to buy the USB drives you use? Whatever it is, the welcome packs. Um, This is a big cost, at least for us, maybe not for you, but for most businesses, I think, my team, right, is one of their biggest costs. Yeah, yeah, and and this is probably <laughs> where a business that is is you know has multiple shooters is going to branch away from the the single operator. Um, I, I think one of the most intimidating parts when we have eventually started um, having other shooters work with us uh, and work under us was you know how to pay them, when to pay them. You know, you have deposits that are paid. You know, six months, a year, year and a half before. Eighteen months. What, yeah. How do you put do you put money aside? And we'll probably dive into that a little bit later. You know what we what we're currently doing because we did, as we mentioned, we did just read profit first, and we're kind of switching things up on our side to make yeah, sure that we're yeah, accounting for definitely. that. But um, but yeah, that that's a huge chunk of change at the end of the year for us. So um, or throughout the year for us, and it varies according to the month. Like it's much higher in September than it is in, you know, August or July, just based on the the flow of weddings. So yeah, it's intimidating. The next cost, and this is where I'm going to encourage you. If you don't have a CPA, get a CPA. Yep. Because you're not probably very good at this, which is taxes. You need to factor in taxes into your cost because it is a very large chunk of your cost. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, property tax, personal tax, employee taxes, like, and, and I'm of the belief, by the way, that a business, if possible, should pay for your taxes, mm-hmm. especially if, if you're just an LLC and you own your own business, your business should be paying your taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason why you can't. Yep. And I, I'd add on with that, it, it's kind of a separate conversation and, you know, something that we probably do in a, another podcast, but uh, a lawyer too, you know, oh, to, yeah, to help sure. you really structure that's something, both a, a CPA, a good <laughs> CPA, 
and a good lawyer is something that we probably put off for a long time for no reason. <laughs> um, but I, I would add, lump that in as yep. well. Yeah. And then the final thing, and this is where you come in, how much to determine you pay yourself is yep. your payroll. And, th- and that's people who are on payroll. Maybe it's employees. Yep. If you have a secretary or a studio manager or full-time editor, and of course yourself, whoever's on payroll, whoever's on regular payroll, you know, and payroll are really just people that are not getting paid per job necessarily. They're getting paid on a monthly, weekly, biweekly, whatever basis. And so it, you, you got to do the math on all those things, marketing equipment, miscellaneous expenses, cost of goods sold, your team, your taxes, and of course, payroll. And, and really, whatever's left over, that's, that's your profit. And um, I really honestly, like I know for us, that's not something we did a good job with is kind of summing all that up and determining what was left over. Well, yeah, I think we mentioned it like we just started really getting a grasp on it because we were like, well, you know, we want to start doing some things that don't include, you know, just buying equipment at the end of the year. We want to start looking into potentially some real estate or other business ventures or whatever. And um, and we were like, well, we're... Where are we going to get that money from? Um, you know, we have to save up. We have to uh, show a profit, um, which you'll get taxed on. But at the end of the day, it allows you to make more money. So well, that's kind of where I, I, we're Here's what from. really come, why it's relevant to how much you should pay yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the more profit you have, the more healthy your business is. And the more healthy your business is, the more it has the ability to pay you more. Uh, unhealthy business is one bad season away from going away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think before you pay yourself and kill your own business, make sure that you can afford to do it. And how do you determine that? You look at your profits. If you're a profitable business, um, that's a great indicator to know how much you should pay. Probably it's, if it's a one-man show, then you're the lead officer of the company mm-hmm. and, and you're responsible and you're the highest wage earner. And it's a different setup and you can afford to pay yourself more and there's actually probably some things, if you're profitable, you can probably pay yourself a smaller salary, and we'll talk about it later, but you can. there's some ways you can avoid certain taxations by maybe doing profit distributions, setting yourself as an S-corp, all kinds of clever stuff that it lets you do that you can start factoring in how much I should pay myself, not just based on how much do I want to make, yep. and then you can find ways to even avoid certain taxes, and you can just... you can work the system in a way that you're actually making your business more healthy. Yeah. And that, that's the kind of stuff that I would probably get a lawyer. Get a don't lawyer, ask us. Don't ask us. Get real legal advice. We're not, <laughs> but, we are not lawyers. No, I'm just yeah. telling you, these are things that exist and you should look into them. Yep. Definitely. Get someone who knows what they're talking about, who can help you out with that. But, but there's tons of stuff that, you know, it's, it's not really tax avoidance necessarily, no. but it's, it's, you know, paying, doing things the right way, you know, You're things maximizing are maximizing your profits. Yep. They're structured That's... in a way to, to help people out who earn a lot of taxes for, for the nation. Yep. So, yep. Um, so the next question that you need to ask yourself in determining how much you should pay yourself is how much would it cost to replace me? So let's talk a little bit about how most people, creatives view their pay. Most creatives, and I would say view their pay is like um, it's kind of hand to mouth. Completely. Yep. Like it's pretty much just like they get, oh, I think that's even when, when you go to those workshops, oh, I'll make six figures. It's pretty much like I'm going to make six figures. Yeah. I am now 
I make a hundred grand a year. Oh, what's your salary? A hundred grand a year. And it's like, they don't view it as a salary. Yep. And I would encourage and how we do it is like, I encourage everyone to give yourself a set salary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because then you can add, that's really the core of this question. How much would it cost to replace me? Is what would be the salary of a person who could do my job? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, th- and this is an important question to ask, <laughs> especially if you are a self, you know, operating, you do a little bit of everything. You're an entrepreneur that does the booking, the shooting, the editing, everything. And you're looking to expand, you know, how much is it going to cost when you bring someone else on? It's essentially the, the same cost that you should be looking at paying yourself per event. And then, you know, what that, that's kind of what we did is we were just taking a salary without taking into account how much it would cost to replace us. We did that for years. Sure. And, and I, I, I hear it all the time. Yeah. People just saying, oh, I made this much money. And I'm like, how much did you pay yourself? To, like, did you factor it's, your cost it's gray. in? Yeah. It, and they're like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's gray area. It's like, oh, well, at the end of the year, I guess I made this much money. You know, but I think looking at it in terms of, you know, if you were going to get someone else to do the same job, um, it's going to allow you to grow and at least make decisions. The issue I see with this is that, like, unlike normal jobs, right, it's hard to determine what should someone's salary be to be a wedding photographer or a wedding videographer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what would you base what would you base that off of? You know, there's a couple ways you could do it. You could say, I'm going to pay myself, which maybe probably most people wouldn't be privy to this, but I'm going to pay myself based on how much I would get paid to take high paying um, side gigs. So like an hourly rate or a day rate. You pay yourself a day rate for every time you work. Um, The other way to look at it is to pay yourself an hourly rate based on how many hours you think you work. And then just prorate that. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and that's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and another way to do it is just to not look at weddings specifically, but maybe look at professional photographers who work for companies, professional videographers, and make that your base pay. So this is what we're talking about. This is your base salary. This is not all the money you're going to make from your company. So if you're going like, well, most videographers only make 55 grand. I want, and I made 200 grand for my video company. I don't want to pay myself that. Okay. A, you don't have to pay yourself that. We're just saying, how do you kind of evaluate what it costs to replace you would be? In the long run, if you don't want to work in your business, it really benefits you to pay 55 grand for that salary role. Mm-hmm. Because if you pay 150 grand and then you go to replace yourself, yeah, you have to pay 100 grand for that person. Well, your business won't even run the right way anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so I think determining how much it would cost to replace you, you could probably do one of those three things. You know, like I said, some kind of day rate where you're looking at how many weddings, some kind of hourly evaluation, how much time you put in from sales to marketing to shooting to editing, or like some kind of comp in a similar industry. But I think I think that's smart. And, and maybe if there are people around you who have like a job, like similar companies, maybe trying to figure out how much they pay their people. If you can get that information, that would be helpful too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so if, if somebody, say somebody is, is shooting a wedding and someone's paying them four grand to shoot it and they spend 10 hours on it, you're saying just, you know, 
say, hey, similar people are making $250 an hour profit or $200 an hour profit and just add up the hours and give yourself kind of a day or a, a day rate. Well, you could go to a Facebook group and say, how much would I get paid per day to do this? Yeah. Yep. You know, you could, you could just say in general, I'm doing everything. So I'm going to be spending 40 hours a week and I want to make 30 bucks an hour, 40 mm-hmm. bucks an hour, whatever you think you can afford to do that you'd be willing to pay someone else. Yep. Yep. And, I, and I like to start there. It's, it's a nice check for, to know if something's healthy in your business. Yep. If you would only pay yourself this and no one else, it might be something you want to reconsider. Yep. It's like, oh, I'm going to pay 40 bucks an hour. Would well, you pay someone else to do that? No, I wouldn't pay someone else 40 yep. bucks an hour. It's like, or 50 bucks an hour. Okay, maybe yep. you would. I don't know. Yep. But I think that's a good way to look at it. Yep. Like I, I know for kind of without diving too deep into kind of what we do, like we do that. Like if I was to replace myself, like at this point I'm doing a lot of like essentially the director of Stop Go Love, like sending guys out, managing clients, managing the team, also doing a little bit of shooting here and there. But for me to replace myself, like I know there's a certain rate, which is essentially our salary that we pay ourselves, Yes, that I could go out in the market and find a person to be able to replace myself. Yes, that's how we try to set it up. Yep, yep. Now, you might be like, well, how much is that? Like, that could be like 40 grand. I don't want to pay myself 40 grand. There are other ways that we'll kind of dive into after this that we'll discuss that. So dividends, at, you know, paying yourself out of profit. Profit distributions. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, if I was to kind of finger wag the wedding industry a little bit, there's a ton of education out there. Almost none of it is based on how you should run yourself financially. Like, yep. So it's just, it, it, it's the whole, you know, it's oh, all there's marketing money, there's and money sales. in the bank account and I need three grand to pay. It's all marketing and, and sales. Yep. Yep. It's like, or, or creative. It's like, do better work. Great. Important. Sell a lot more weddings. Great. Important. How to get yourself out there. Those are all important, but also, but like the boring stuff is how do you structure your business? Yeah. And I think a lot of times we just don't think about these things. Yep. So the we, fir- knew, we knew a photographer, uh, this is probably a good example. We knew a photographer who, probably was making 200k in just straight up revenue you know he was a photographer so gross his gear revenue. yeah gross revenue um he's a photographer so his you know gear overhead isn't really that high compared to you know a thirty thousand dollar you know video kit that we'll send out um but he um he's in crazy debt like 70k worth of debt had no idea what to pay himself that that's the sign of someone who's like doesn't know how, you know to, how to handle financials we at all. We can get personal here. Yeah. Like, if you don't know how much to pay yourself, you don't know how much your business can afford to pay you, mm-hmm. and you don't know how much you can live off of. Yep. And it's so it hits real close to home. It's like, oh, if you feel rich and you're not rich and you act like you're rich, that's disaster is yeah. headed your way. Yep. Right? Yep. And so we want to keep you from having disasters. We want you to be successful and comfortable and sustainable. And so thinking this way will help you be sustainable. And I think the final question, like we mentioned at the beginning, was how much do I need to live the lifestyle I want to live? And so thinking about your lifestyle in that way, um, obviously there's a difference between wants and needs, right? Yep. You know, if you have a house payment that you have, um, we could say up and down, you should move if you can't afford it and all this stuff. I do know that that's not always possible in every situation. 
So maybe you need to pay yourself a certain amount. Yep. And if you're running your own thing and no one else is involved, you could probably afford to pay yourself a little more. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think that's a good question to ask. How much do I need to live the lifestyle I want to live? Once you've answered the first two about your profitability and how much it would cost to replace you, I think you can move a little more into your preferences and your goals and your desires. And Because that's why we have a, a business, right? That's why you're running your own business. Yeah. Heck yeah. So you can do what you want. Yep. yep. We're in favor of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't see myself working for anyone else at this point. <laughs> yeah. And we, we're in favor of you doing what you want with your money. Like, um, we're just telling you some stuff that's helped us and some ways to look at it. So, so I think, and I don't have a ton on that, that thing, that, that point really, the third way you look, but I, I would, with this conversation, I would definitely say learn finances. Like it's not, I don't know. I think it's cool now um, that I've probably made a lot of mistakes. Personally, we've made mistakes as a business um, because once you have a grasp on your finances, it's just it's just freedom. So along with that point, like I don't think a lot of people probably even have an idea of how much it costs to live. You know, I, provide. I promise you, if you don't do this with your business, you're probably not doing this just with your own read self. books. <laughs> There's plenty of books out there, you know. Um, rich dad, poor dad. I mean, they have a ton of like books on, on, you know, a series of books on running a company on learning financial financials. Um, just learn it, just get in there. And if, if you're not a numbers person, trust me, like five, six, seven years ago, when we first kind of were getting into it and learning how to run a business, I didn't have a clue how to run these things. And, you know, um, so it, there's hope, (laughs) I think there's hope for people out there that are like, I'm just not a numbers guy or I'm not a business person or whatever. Um, there is hope because if I can do it and be, get nerdy about it and, you know, start having fun with it, um, just when you realize like it actually does provide you freedom, um, then, uh, then you can too, for sure. Well, and ultimately, um, if you pay yourself the right amount, it's going to allow you to do what you really want to do. Exactly. Which is, not have to do something for someone else. Yep. You work in your own business. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And I mean, if especially if you're running your own business, I mean, there's a million ways that you can spend that profit if you're like... Well, so let's talk about that. Yeah. So <clears throat> we encourage everyone to pay yourself a regular salary. Don't... I mean, this is just... It's not my opinion. This is best practice, man. If you pay yourself whenever you make money, your business is not set up right. You need to pay yourself a regular salary and you need to set up some kind of way of dealing with extra money, whether it be distributions or dividends. Mm-hmm. D- distributions, by the way, are if you just have a regular LLC with profit sharing and um, dividends are if you have an S-corp with shareholders, maybe a board, whatever. Yep. But you need to set it up a way of dealing with a salary and dealing with profits. Yep. And if you don't know the difference, you need to figure that out. Yep. <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about what do we do when we set a salary and it's reasonable? It's a reasonable salary. It's not our ideal, but it's reasonable and we can afford to live off of it. And then we have all this extra money, maybe quarterly. I think in wedding, the wedding world, I think annual is maybe a better way to look at our profits. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more safe. Yeah, because it's tough one season and the next season. But we got extra money, yep. right? After you've 
factored in all these costs and you got all that paid for and all done with. So there's a couple of things that we can look at and, and, and taxes come into play with all of them. And we're not lawyers. We're not CPAs. Just keep Again. that in mind. <laughs> this that's, is just that's our 20 minute. Every 20 minutes, we're going to give that disclaimer. Yeah, because we're going <laughs> to well, all we're trying to do is educate you on some stuff that you can educate yourself on mm -hmm. and get and ask your CPA about and all these things. And so one of the things we always encourage people to do is to determine how you want to be paid from your business. And there's a couple ways you can take a straight salary. <clears throat> um, that is the easiest, yep. cleanest. Um, is the we most, do monthly, you can do weekly, you can do bi-weekly. Yeah, but take a salary that's yep. regular. You will pay more taxes on that, but there's a lot of things that make it easier. Yep. Um, the other way to look at it is a balance, like a salary balanced with dividend payments, um, which is really if you're if you have an S corp or something, um, that is how you can really find a way to maximize what your business is making. So you're t you have to make a Basically, the law says you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary for a replacement in your position. And after that, you can take the rest of your income as dividends. Yep. And that is depending on your state, by the way, depending yep. on a couple of factors. And like I said, ask a CPA. Um, you actually get taxed a little less on the things that you take as dividends. And so when we're telling you like, oh, pay yourself a little less money, pay a salary, like we're telling you like, we actually want you to make more money. Yeah, yeah. We, but essentially by spreading it out over, you know, the course of the year as opposed to taking a weekly, biweekly, monthly salary, you know, if you did quarterly dividends, you know, you're paying yourself um, on those dividends less. So it's, it's not, you know, a regular thing. Um, but... You're saving yourself maybe on, on what goes to the government based on dividends as opposed to salary. Yeah. You can also, and you can put in, in any of this stuff, but even if you're just working for yourself, I encourage you put this in writing mm -hmm. with a lawyer. And you can also take a combination of a salary plus an annual bonus. Yep. And that could be performance related. You could find a way to reward yourself for certain performance things. Yep. Um, like, be creative is what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of ways to do this. Having a salary will make sure that you get paid. It'll make sure your business has the correct operating like priorities. Yep. And I encourage you to do that because if you're just like, oh, well, I need to, I need five grand this month and I made six and so you just take five grand out of the business. If you're in that situation and you got to do it, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Try to not be in that situation. Yeah. Well, you, you were just telling me about a business that, that we were looking at potentially and you were like you know they essentially go you know flatline at the end of every month right basically <laughs> it's like okay. they just take whatever's in the bank account and and i mean it's just scary it's fly by the seat of your pants kind of deal oh yeah and i mean here's the pressure here's the fear we know that every season is different mm -hmm. and if you're running a business that has no margin for any dip, people just aren't coming in as much. The wedding industry changes, things adjust. Who knows? Um, that's scary for You're you. Running, yeah, running a mad risk. It's just we've done it long enough, and that, that's probably the thing that scares me the most is the the you know we get hit hard with you know um, contractor uh, payments in September. So saving up for that moment not really knowing it's all moving around. You know, we're booking last minute weddings. 
making sure that we're putting all that money aside. I mean, it's the wedding industry is tough. So that, I mean, that's one reason why I would probably recommend looking at an annual distribution, um, you know, around the holidays before the tax breaks, because the holidays are around there. Here's how it basically works. If you, first of all, if you have a partner and, or multiple partners and you're running a business with multiple shareholders, S corp, or if you're doing a partnership agreement for an LLC and you're doing profit, um, profit distributions, whatever it is, um, you have to put in writing, hey, this is how we're going to do distributions. If you're doing dividends, the board of directors, which is probably the main shareholders, has to agree this is what we're going to distribute, whatever it is. But every have some cadence that you're looking at and probably annual for most wedding businesses where you're going to make a decision on how to handle profits. Mm-hmm. And if you're running your own thing, you can just spend it all if you want. Um, but it's very comforting to know these are profits. And if if you paid yourself, I don't know, 80 grand and your business made and your cost of running your business was on a 15 grand a year, and at the end of the year you had, you know, 125 grand sitting there, and you knew like, oh, it's, I can do whatever I want with this. Yeah. That's a great place to be. You can take it as a distribution. Um, you can invest it in your business. Yep. You can hire an assistant for the whole next season. Yep. You could do a lot of stuff. And and I would say on a personal level, it helps you live within your means. <laughs> I mean, it, how many people do you know that like they start getting paid a thousand dollars to shoot a wedding when they first start and they're, and like, they're like blown away. They're like, I'm rich, you know? <laughs> like I never have to worry about, you know, anything ever again because I got paid a thousand dollars. I can go make a car payment. So, all, all I gotta do wedding. is work a hundred days a year. <laughs> yeah. And so but but you know, and then they go out and buy a new car or something stupid. Like I know a guy who just got a new job and was like, you know, oh, this is the first real job I have. And like went out and bought a new car. You know, it's like, all right, man. Like <laughs> just he, not really. Does he still have that job? Uh, yeah. 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 He still has it. He, I mean, this is like within the last month, but just like living within your means, like it, being financial, just being wise with your finances and living way within your means. I think setting yourself a salary like something that you can live on and provide for your family, but then even save. Yeah, even even do savings. No one saves anymore, let's be honest. <laughs> I say. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that, I think that's where a lot of people are coming from. Just like, hey, this is money, it needs to get spent. So So hopefully this was helpful in helping you determine how much to pay yourself. Yeah. Hopefully you learned a couple things. First of all, don't just make a random decision based on what you want. Make a decision based on what your business can afford. Yep. Um, <clears throat> don't tie your ego up in it. It's not a it's not a thing you should be like, oh, my, I suck. I'm not making as much as this person. Like, come on. No one's really going to tell you how much they actually make. So just assume everyone's lying and just do what's best for your business. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but like, and then like really like realizing that just because you do something disciplined up front doesn't mean you're not going to see the benefit of it later. And that's what I would say is like as a conclusion is like the more disciplined you can be, there's an analogy in that book, Profit First, and he talks about running a business. And he says running a business is a lot like toothpaste. He says like if you have some toothpaste, you ever get a thing and you're like, can you just breeze through the first 90% of that toothpaste? Like without even thinking, right? Yep. You're just squeezing that toothpaste out and it's dripping all over the place. And you're, you get a little too much. You're like, I don't want that Spills much. Spills in the sink. You just throw yeah. it in the sink. <laughs> yeah. And then that last bit of toothpaste. Yeah. You're like, there's none left. 
and you grab it again and you push it up and you get some more. And it's like you're just keep squeezing that toothpaste until you can get enough to brush your teeth. Yeah. And you just when you view when you give yourself less to work with with your business, you're going to be amazed at what you can actually live on yep. as yep. a business. If you are too liberal and you have nothing making you be disciplined, you won't be. Yep. And if you're disciplined at the end of the year you, and at the end of whatever period you have, I promise you, you'll actually look and go like, oh, this feels so much better. Mm -hmm. Oh, it feels so much better to just have money there and not have to worry about anything. I can just decide what to, what I can do with it. Yeah. And I think that's what we want for businesses. We want entrepreneurs, creative, especially wedding creatives, um, to have the freedom to grow their businesses, to try to be more profitable, even to do some stuff like take a distribution or a dividend instead of just, you know, that's taxed better and you're making a little more money and like working with your CPA, of course, not by going on by our advice, <laughs> but <laughs> 20 know. minutes up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that's what I, hopefully you got that out of this podcast. We're not experts by any means, but we're, I think we're, we're trying to become experts. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, we, we, just kind of started on this journey of profitability ourselves. I think it'd be fun to kind of follow up on this maybe a year or so. Yeah, and, and we'll keep you guys posted. We have some goals yeah. that we're going to try to hit. And we, we, we do our finances like twice a month, and, and, but we also do an annual financial projection. Yep. And we also update that every month. So we, we project what we want to do, and then we see how we're doing. Yep. And we actually adjust throughout the year. And, and, and every time we make a decision, and this is what I'll say, once you understand and we have an eye towards profit, you say like, hey, we want to launch this high-end wedding brand. Um, should we? Yeah. And then you're like, well, what's our profits? Uh, well, we're looking like we're going to be this much profit at the end of the year. Yeah. And it's like the discussion is more, would I use my profits on investing in that yeah yes or no yeah it just it it, it gives it's you way the, easier gives you the information you need to make in order to make wise decisions yeah right and it's like and know when it's time to grow mm -hmm. like if you have if you are projecting a hundred grand profit at the end of the year yeah it's probably time to grow yeah yeah it's probably a good time to grow you're reloaded you're locked and loaded like it's time to time to shoot make moves yep, yep. it's time to move whether it's like i'm gonna try to get i'm like we mentioned engage Engage is a really high end, by the way, wedding. They, they do them in resorts all around the world. It's not cheap. But maybe you're like, I'm looking to go to that next level and I'm going to do it. Yep. My business is going to pay for this. Yeah. You yep. know, we're going to go for it. And it's like, instead of, instead of paying out of your own pocket for like a quote unquote vacation, bring the wife. It's a business expense because you're going for your business purposes. And I mean, that's a way to kind of save around the edges and benefit your business at the same time. But you can do it with confidence and yes. without fear. You're yep. like, I can do this and I'm going to do it. And this is why I'm going to do it. I'm going for the next level. And I think I know that most wedding creatives are thinking about that at least. How do I go to the next level? Yep. You probably go to the next level by trying to make your business as efficient as possible and really understanding your business. And like, that's what I'd close with is like at the core of all these ideas, guys, is understanding your business is like really being the type of person who goes like, I'm going to understand my business and make understanding my cash and understanding my goals a priority and not just being good at being a shooter or whatever. 
It's like, you need to be good at being an entrepreneur and a business person. And that's our heart. And that's one of our goals for this channel is helping wedding creatives move from just being creatives and being entrepreneurs and business people. So hopefully it was helpful. Like we said at the beginning, um, follow our channels, whether it be Apple or Spotify, YouTube, um, like we said, has a lot of different things on it. So check out those other videos. Uh, Hit that bell so you get alerted on YouTube. And then not only that, check us out on our Facebook page. We are going to start really putting some content on there that's exclusive to that page and conversations that are exclusive to that page. So hopefully you guys have a great, great day. Thank you for checking out the Wedding Pros Podcast. Thank you.